Blog Talk Radio. God, we're grateful. Because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord. And you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God. And give us a refilling, Lord. But when we leave here today, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord. That as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth thee. And healing is in your wings. And you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls. And in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord. Every demonic force, Lord. God that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord, because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. 
while men are trying to find God, solutions to this chaotic world, God. We're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. In Genesis, Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is our high priest. In Numbers, he is the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Ezra, he is the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. In Esther, he is our Mordecai. In Job, he is our ever-living redeemer. In Psalms, he is our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he is our wisdom. In Song of Solomon, he is our loving bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is the prince of peace. Jeremiah, he is our righteous branch. In Lamentations, he is our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he is a wonderful four-faced man. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in life's fiery furnace. In Hosea, he is the faithful husband, forever married to the backslider. In Joel, he is the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Amos, he is our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he is mighty to save. In Jonah, he is our great foreign missionary. In Micah, he is the messenger of beautiful feet. In Nahum, he is the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he is God's evangelist crying, Revive thy works in the midst of the years. Zephaniah, he is our savior. In Haggai, he is the restorer of God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he is the fountain opened up in the house of David for sin and uncleanliness. And in Malachi, he is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he is the king of the Jews. In Mark, he is the servant. In Luke, he is the son of man, feeling what you feel. In John, he is the son of God. In Acts, he is the savior of the world. In Romans, he is the righteousness of God. In 1 Corinthians, he is the rock, followed his earth. In 2 Corinthians, he is the triumphant one, giving victory. In Galatians, he is your liberty. He set you free. In Ephesians, he is the head of the church. In Philippians, he is your joy. In Colossians, he is your completeness. 
and first and second Thessalonians, he is your hope. And first Timothy, he is your faith. And second Timothy, he is your stability. And Philemon, he is your benefactor. And Titus, he is truth. And Hebrews, he is your perfection. And James, he is the power behind your faith. And first Peter, he is your example. And second Peter, he is your purity. And first John, he is your life. And second John, he is your pattern. And third John, he is your motivation. In Jude, he is the foundation of your faith. In Revelation, he is your coming king. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and he's pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. The schools can't explain him. And the leaders can't ignore him. Hair couldn't kill him. Pharisees couldn't confuse him. The people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The New Age can't replace him. And Oprah can't explain him away. He is life, love, longevity, and more. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness. God is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, pure. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging, and his mind is on me. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He is my guide. He is my peace. He is my joy. He is my comfort. He is my Lord, and he rules my life. There's a better 
inspiring and encouraging you all day long. Jesus in the Morning Radio with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah, there are angels in the room. I like this song a whole lot. I like how they harmonize, and uh, I, I like the sound of it, you know, the music part they put to it, lyrics and, and melody, I guess you call it. But I thank God this morning again for good gospel music. Thank God for those woke sisters uh, put that, God blessing them to put that together, and I was able to get a hold of it to hear it. Yeah, I'm thankful this morning. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman. And I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is May the 26th, 2023. Would you look at this? (laughs) Five months and 26 days into this new year. But look at the 26 days already. May this like May got feet and just started running out of here. Yeah, this month went by really quick for me, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful unto the Lord to get to the next destination because every day He does something different, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy about it because if He does it, it's a good thing. Yeah, He's not holding evil, you know, against us or anything. He said He know His plans to watch us, nothing evil, but to bring us. Expected in. And so I'm so thankful unto him. And this morning we're going back to the book of Exodus and uh, we're going to look at what God said and what God, you know, told Moses to tell the children of Egypt. And if we'll pay attention, some of this is still going on because he took what he had for us, the instructions. It was 10 times. It, it, it was 10 rules, let's say, an eternal 10 rules into two to make it easier for easier for us. If we do the two, we've done the 10. And I know because it says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, but he put that into the two. And, and, and I want to read that to you as well. But we're moving on this morning, and uh, we're going to one more request of the morning. We come back. We are coming back um, talking about Israel in the wilderness, the wilderness experience. Hallelujah. Let's go to this. Thank you. 
expecting out of us. And before we get to what they, what we call the Ten Commandments, I want to share this. If you look at Matthew 22 and 37, I'm not one to do all the scripture quoting where you find it and all of that. People lazy. They don't want it for themselves. They want you to bring it to them. You go do the research and bring it to them. When we all can study, you can, the way they got the internet now, you can just type, uh, thou shalt love the Lord, and it'll bring up everything you need, and the Bible, and the scripture, everything. But people just lazy. But listen, Exodus, I mean, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven says this. Jesus said unto them, unto him, well, let's go up to 36. Let's go up to 36. Master, which is the commandment in the law, which is the great commandment in the law. Verse 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. How many of us got this down pat? How many of us still working on it? How many of us desiring this very thing right here to love the Lord with all our hearts and our soul and with all we giving God our everything. 38 says, this is the first and great commandment of Matthew 22, verse 37. This is the first and great commandment right here. Is that you love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. It's the greatest. 39 says, and the second is like unto it. Shall love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The second one is just as great as the first one. For it says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Didn't I tell you he turned the ten into two? He turned the ten commandments into these two right here. And if we can hold on. And do these two, we've done the team. He made it easy for us because he knew us. He knew we would be wickeder. He knew we would be wiser. But wickeder and wiser, we would be weaker. I've never seen so many weak people. I've never seen so many weak human beings in my life. And sometimes I I said it can't be human beings. They may be human, but they don't have the being part down yet. They don't have that being part down yet because they're against God. They're against his word. It's my thing. It's my thing. I'm going to do what I want to do. You can tell me what to do. This is the way I feel. I'm going to do it like this. You don't have to deal with me if you don't like what I'm doing. I say to myself, oh, wow. Yet the scripture told us the strong bad infirmities of the weak. Because this is not the world now. Church going people 
these people who say they believe us, they Christian, they followers of Christ, they holy, they this and yeah. Yeah, but they haven't got them two down, and they want to bring up the kids. How you got all of this and you ain't got to the small yet? And that's the way we are. We want to hear something that we think give us knowledge, and then you're not going to do nothing with it. You're not going to do nothing about it, but try to argue about a, or have a, 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 a debate with somebody over something. You're not even living the two. How you want to go further in the ten and you? Thank you today, Lord, that we gonna get it right with you. We 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 are that faithful few, Lord, and we are going to get it right with you. Yeah, and we are gonna love each other, and we're going to help each other the way the very best that we can, Lord. Yeah, in Jesus' name, we need you to help us because we. Without you, we can do nothing. We can't do it on our own. Many don't have the strength. But, Lord, if you do it through us, if you teach us and give us a heart and mind to follow your lead and your guidance as you're teaching us, Lord, we're going to learn and we'll be able to obey, desire to obey your word and your voice in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, touch the sick this morning, right here, right here. Touch the sick and heal today. Lord, whatever may be paining, whatever may be hurting, whatever may feel bad, God, I ask that you would heal right now in the name of Jesus. You heal all manner of sickness and disease, and there's nothing too hard to do. These are your people. Lord, we are your people. You made us for your pleasure. And you take care of whatever you may be. And, Lord, we ask this morning that you would take care of us in healing. Send your healing power upon us. Whatever is wrong today, oh, God, head problem, foot problem, knee problem, back, whatever, heal today. Stomach problems, eye problems, ear problems, heal today, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. And Father, give us a spirit to pray for each other in the name of Jesus. Every believer, every Christian, every follower of you, every brother and sister makes no difference who they are. Hallelujah. Every saint of God, Lord, help us to pray for one another. Yeah, these are the days, God, that we need prayer. We need you here more than ever. We need you. We're like Israel. We're crying out to you for what's going on in the land. Move by your spirit today, Father. Bless each and one of these, your people here, every household represented here today. Lord, whatever they need, supply. Remember their heart desires, their wants, oh God. Move by your spirit today in the name of Jesus. May the 26th. 2023, we are asking for your blessings and your miracles uncommonly, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I was not intending for that to go that way. (laughs) But when he moved, I let him have his way. You know what we stand in the need of this morning. God want to bless us. 
and not just with materialistic stuff. He wants to bless us spiritually. He wants us to grow in him the more. So that when things happen, guess what you'll say? Oh, well, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. Why? You trust him with all your heart. You learn how to not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge him, realizing he is directing your path. You're not wise in your own eyes. You fear God and depart from evil. So what's happening now? When you hear bad things that done happen in your family to you on the job, you say, oh, okay. Because, see, what I know, I have the devil's boss name. I know him personally, you see. (laughs) He's got the power to put the devil completely on the run. Not only that, he gave me power to put him on the run. So when I put him on the run and then I ask God to rebuke him for my sake, I just go on about my business now because God done took it up for me. He has made things easier. But yet, this is a suffering. But for the believer, he made things easier than he did back in the day when Moses and Aaron and all, even Abraham and Isaac and Jacob was back there. They had to do what they call sacrifice on this side of the altar. And they put that on that side. And you had to have some stuff. Doves and birds and, and, and cows and sheep and lambs. And we don't have all of that today. He knew this day was coming. So he took the ten and made them two. Obedience is a big thing with God. Did you know that? Because he said if we obey him, then we belong to him. But if we don't obey him, we're none of his. We don't belong to him. Again, this morning, if we love anything more than we love God, we're not worthy of him. Now, that's what he said. So go on and drive your car fast. Go on and drive it fast this morning. Go on and open up all the curtains in your house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Let the sun shine in. Let the, let the daylight in. But if you love anything more than you love him, you're not worthy of him. Go ahead and give little Johnny your all. Go ahead and give little uh, uh, Sally Sue your all. Give the job all, anything you want. Name brand stuff. You, you, you can't have it unless it's name brand. All kind of messed up stuff. Give every habit you got, your gambling habit, your drinking habit, whatever you go ahead on with it. But if you don't love God more, you're not worthy of him. Now, that's not Barbara, uh, chapter 13, verses 7 and 8. No, that's not me. That's his word, not mine. I wasn't even there when God inspired man to write it. But I believe it because I know it's true. Yeah. Good morning, Minister Stenner. I meant to say good morning to you the other morning. I saw that number in there. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, she's working on her schedule because she's got a, a different job. And so she's not able to come like she used to every morning. She would be fake, working and listening. <laughs> Talk later, bro. She would tell me things that were said. 
by the, the, the speaker that morning. Oh, that used to bless me good. That blessed me because see, she was listening. Minister Shonda listening. Dot, Irene, yeah, people listening. Brother Anthony, Sister Jerry, yeah, listening, listening. Pastor David, yeah, Sion, listening, listening. Yeah, and that is a great thing. It's not a good thing. It's a great thing because you're going to remember. I know the minds of some people messed up, so they kind of twist things up a little bit. But it's okay. They try to explain to me what they learned that morning and what they feel about. Yeah, and it's all right. God understands the heart, the very intent of the heart. Hallelujah. So listen, we're moving on, but now we want to remember he took the two, the ten, and turned them into two. If we do the two, we've done the ten. But we got to focus on the two. And work on it. If you remember, I told you I come from a school, a junior high school. Uh, the name of it was Eugene J. Butler. When I attended, it was junior high and high school kids. And they taught me this. Perfect practice makes perfect. Not, not practice make perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. They taught me that in practice, if I would practice perfectly, Perfectly, it would turn out that I would become perfect in what I'm doing. No scars, no blemishes, no mistakes, none of that, because I practice perfect, and now I'm able to perform perfectly. Yeah. So look, when we study the Word of God, we want to practice it, perfectly practice it. We want to put it to work. This is how you... And this is how you hold Because if you remember it, you'll forget But if you learn it, you'll always know it So we got to do some perfect Practicing Them two The two great commandments now And if you put them to work You're going to get to see A great change in your life Yeah Oh, so much is happening out here Things are changing by that Second I went out one day last week. Could have been Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know. I think it was Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, back down there. Went out yesterday. It's a total different way. Things are totally different out here. The driving. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where people are going. If they're not saved, I know they're headed to hell, but you ain't got to get there that fast because once you get there, you're not coming out. I recommend you slow down, whoever they are. Oh, my goodness. But I was talking uh, to a man, and he was telling me this. Well, fentanyl, crack, meth, marijuana, and what they're putting in marijuana and all these different things. People on pills, they driving. Some of these people working on jobs. Mind fogged up completely. And from what... So long is completely just clouded, fogged and clouded. Ooh, that's a bad combination there. It's, the fog is bad, thick fog. It, it's bad. But cloudy too, ooh, you're not seeing nothing right. But we pray for them and move on because we never know what caused these people to go that way. We don't know what caused them to take drugs, alcohol. Yeah, we, we don't know, pills, all this stuff. 
Yeah. Ooh, some people have had some horrific experiences after they did the drugs. People have gone through horrifically. I, I've seen people on the ground while they couldn't control themselves. Speeding so fast, they, they it's just ridiculous. They, they run into, I call it the heel of the freeway. Coming off the freeway and instead of getting in the lane that they need to turn in, they turn to the wrong way before they get to the end of the lane to turn and right into the heel of the interstate, expressway, whatever you call it. Yeah, it's bad. They didn't survive that. Sometimes they thrown, ejected out the car, all kind of stuff. If ever there was a pray now with you, going to the grocery store, even shopping online, even being online, it's time to pray. Scammers, uh, what these other people call hackers, wickeder and wiser. The devil is on his job. That devil on his job. And he's using the people that will allow him to use them. I want to be used, but I want to be used by God. I don't want to be used by the devil. Mm-mm. I'm not related to him. I am related to the Son of God, Jesus Christ. We're joint heirs. And I pray that this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus come to do the will of the Father, and that's what I come for too. That's what I want to do daily. The will of the Father. People may talk about you. Shante, she trying to add stuff to me, you know, and doing things in a certain way where she gets the attention that people, all kind of stuff. And when I look, she don't even notice what she's doing to a certain degree. But God gave me the eyes to see. I got to obey him. Yeah. Because that spiritual family, they're yet family. And whatever I can do to be a blessing, that's what I want to do. Because I want to obey God at any cost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is faithful to us, and we should want to be faithful to him. I don't care when you call on him, he's faithful. So I should be living a life of faithfulness daily, all day, all night, if I can. Why? Because God is faithful to me all day. Night, nonstop. I take a breather. He does not. He sleeps, not slumber. His eyes are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to Exodus 20 in the uh, King James Version, and I have the basic English Bible. And this is what it says. God said all these words. I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. What? Wait, 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 wait. You're moving kind of fast there, Barbara. What you say? Verse 3 says of, of Exodus chapter 20, thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
I don't have no other gods before him, Bob. I know the Lord. But you can't give nobody a ride in your car because it's so special to you. <laughs> uh, you keep it lined up and booked up and everything, and you don't want nobody to no clean mats. Your house, nobody can come there and spend the night, but certain people. Because you don't understand, God gave this to me, and he want me to watch over and protect. Really? A house? A car? I got to go to work today. Yeah, the boss called me and said that they shortened. Could I come in? You're not going to go and praise and worship and trust God that what you were going to make on the job, he going to double that for you? Or what's going on? Thou shall have other gods before me. Father, you don't understand, honey. I got to take care of my husband, sugar. See, women ain't taking care of these men. That's why they leaving them and divorcing them. What? He sleeps in slumber like you. Late in the midnight hour, he can't stop your tears from rolling. He can't turn things around. He's a man. Oh, see, Barbara, you don't understand. My wife, she deserves everything. Really now. Everything. Okay then. She's a woman. She flesh and blood. When you're going through, all she can do is go to God for you. She's not God. She can't take care of the situation. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Can't put nothing before him. Nothing. You don't understand that John is so cute. He's real smart, Barbara. But Johnny can't do nothing but spend your money. It's expensive to raise children today. The Johnny can't do nothing but cause you some problems. You can go to jail for children today. Thou shall have no other gods. Before me. And there are other things we put before God. If you're putting school before him and you're not taking him with you from class to class, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Tutoring and everything else is important. But let's make God the head and not the tail. Let's let him lead us through this and all. Let's take him from class to class. Let's ask, let him give us the answer to give to the professor. And we stop doing this craziness. If it be his will. Verse 4 says, Thou shalt make, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, is in the earth beneath. Or that is in the water under the earth. Why? God said so. Yeah. I I I, I have no pictures of angels in my house. As a matter of fact, I don't like all that kind of staring on anyway. And uh yeah, I don't have no clouds and all this stuff in here. Uh-uh. 
Some people have a picture of the black Jesus or the white Jesus, and I, I don't do that either. Mm-hmm. He said, all that is in the earth, beneath, or that is in the earth beneath. I ain't got no lava run. I, yeah, I, I'll have none of that in here. Uh-huh. Verse 5 says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Did y'all hear that part? Anybody ever heard that? Let me tell you, one time I was used to look at Oprah back in the day. I hadn't fully come to the Lord yet, you understand? And I used to look at Oprah, and I thought she was the best. And even after I got saved, I would still look at Oprah because I thought she was really helping people. I heard her say one day, God said he's a jealous, what he got to be jealous of? Let me tell you what happened. Oprah went out the window with her words. I couldn't be bothered. I couldn't look at another Oprah show. I know she didn't understand and needed to get with her. But I don't entertain any and everything. And it's a lot of funny stuff they have on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these places of people making mockery out the word of God and out the things of God, putting all kind of crazy music to it, cussing. Let me tell you something. All power. He have all power. Whether you or not. He's got all power, and there is no higher power, and we must be careful. I'm talking to the believer this morning. Because church folks with this foolishness, we got to go back to being holy unto God. Yeah. That TikTok, I had to come off of it. Let me tell you something. Two things. I'm talking about I cut it loose so quick because it was it, 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 it was grasping me. It was grabbing me. It was going to hold on to me. It was going to pull me somewhere. That was TikTok and Jamie Foxx. TikTok and Jamie Foxx. Don't that rhyme? <laughs> Jamie Foxx used to make me wet on myself. I would laugh so hard. I said, oh, no, Jamie, turn you loose. No, 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 no. I can't do this. Look like I would just live for the every day to just get some Jamie Foxx comedy. And when he played the part, Jamie over there with the at the hotel with his aunt and his uncle and uh, <laughs> the girl he liked and the dude who liked the girl, but Jamie didn't like him and he just like Jamie. I can't think of their names right. Listen. I had to turn all of that loose. I seen him do a stand-up, one stand-up comedy. And I said, no, no, I can't watch this no more. I can't look at Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Because certain things, oh, it would be so funny. Now, when he played Wanda, that didn't phase me. No way. But it's some other things he did. Yeah, comedy. Top. Some of the stuff that people used to put on that TikTok would have me cr- literally crying. 
Real tears coming out my eyes. It was so funny. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. I can't put nothing before him. The only thing can come before him is his name. His name can come before the spirit of God move. But other than that, nothing can touch him. Nothing can't come before him. And we remember he told Moses, hey, tell the people don't come to, up the mountain. Don't come too close to the mountain. Yeah. He's almighty God. He said, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. We went over this yesterday. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me. And keep my commandments. And I will have mercy through a thousand generations on those who have love for me. And keep my laws. Keep my rules. Huh? Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And you know how people say, oh, Lord, have mercy for no reason. It's not anything serious that he needs to have mercy on. It could be something funny. I'm just telling you, we got to watch as well as pray what we're doing, what we're saying. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Well, I done heard some people say some stuff. I used to be one of them. Oh, but when I come to the Lord, I gave it away. I put it down. I didn't need it no more. Yeah. You are not to make use of the name of the Lord, your God, for an evil purpose. Whoever takes the Lord's name on his lips for an evil purpose will be judged a sinner by the Lord. Now, that's what the English, basic English Bible said about it. The first one I read from King James, what he said. Verse 8 says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Yeah. Remember it. And, and and I'm telling you, I myself got to watch that and start going back to that. But I go to the prison on my worship day Sunday. I'm trying to go see about somebody. I, I, I'm able to teach. God has blessed me. I'm not perfect, but I'm striving yet for perfection in him. So look. I got enough word that I don't have to run to the house every week. I can run to the prison. I can run again today. I can run to the hospital. I, I can run over to somebody's house and take them some food. I, I can run over to another house and make sure they got the dollars, the rest of the dollars to pay the electric bill. Children got a few pair of shoes. 
It might have come out of Walmart, but they're decent enough for your children to wear, and they'll last them a while till you can get more on Sunday. I pay my tithes and offering to the church. I plant seeds unto ministries. And then uh, whatever is left, I can do something for somebody else. Sometimes I have given my tithes and offering to a neighbor right down the sidewalk from me. This is God's house. I know he's going to provide for his house. He'll provide for them, but they don't know what I know. So I go down and I take the tithes and offering and pay rent, pay whatever. You know, even a phone bill, even bought used furniture. Yeah, yeah. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And if you're serving people, I know God is pleased. Ain't nobody can tell me nothing. Because if I go to that building, I'm going for me. And God got me. But if I'm not selfish, and I've been to plenty of Bible studies, plenty of church service, preaching and attended classes, I, I, I got that on lock. Now that I got that, I need to remember what he said and get out and serve somebody in love, even my enemy. Walk right past the dope boys. What y'all going to do about it? They was like, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 hey Miss Mike. I been, because uh, people still call me that. I've I, I been meaning to uh, stop by there and see you. Or, or, or when I see you over to the uh, spot meet, I've been meaning to. Now, how did they get there? The candle on the hill that can't be hid. I had to let my light shine so that men could glorify God, not me. But we say we preachers, we say we believers, we say we pastors, we apostles, we bishops, we prophets, we prophetess. But do we really remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? I cannot stand in the house, not eating the sun, go to none of that, that right there. That God that's none of Ah, he's talking about get out there and help. When they saw Jesus and the disciples eating corn out the field, you know how the Sadducees and the Pharisees is. They come to my, they ain't wash their hands and they just. <laughs> all of that. But you haven't let God wash your heart. If he come right now, you going to hell. If he come for these here, they didn't wash their hands and they eat more, but they going back with me. How about that? You see, people get this thing all twisted and but God going to straighten it out. Don't worry. And he's not going to fix it, but he's bringing down a new heaven and a new earth. He's going to get rid of this old stuff because man done messed up too bad. Not that he couldn't fix it. He don't want to fix it, and he won't fix it. He said so. Now is the appointed time for us to seek God with our whole heart. Back to the old path. We on the old path today. We've been on the old path. Has it been two weeks or a week or so? Yeah, we've been on this exodus for a minute. 
we going back to the old path, taking a look around. Savage what I can in here. I'm going to savage it and keep it. I'm going to live. Yeah, I'm going to live it every day, what he said, at the old path. Because we like to move on to the new wave, new age stuff, because we don't want people to think we're not hip. I'm not hip. Yeah. Now, verse 9 says, six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. He didn't say his work. Go on and feed them cows and get them lined up and get your sheep right, feed them, and, and you got to let people come over there and bring you some kind of medicine for them because back then it wasn't no real vet for animals. So man had to take care of all of that. Go ahead and get your fields lined up and your crops straightened up. Whatever you got to do, go on and, you know, see your neighbor over there by some foolishness. They have them down go on and do all of that. But on that seventh day, I'm going to need you to live holy. I'm going to need you to get it together. I'm going to need praise and worship. I'm going to need you going out and helping somebody when you can. Now, th- those who haven't got there, they still on the milk. You go to church so you can hear the word and apply the word to your life. But those that are no longer on desiring the sincere milk, begin to give some meat and potatoes and bread and things. Now, you some greens and beans. Yeah, you can, you can walk strong. He needs you to live holy, and on that seventh day, he needs you to honor what he said. All that work. So no need in you going punching clocks on the job. But see, we got wickeder and wise. And we figured it out. If we work on Sunday, he wasn't going to kill What we made on Sunday, he really wasn't going to take it from us. So we worked on Sunday. I don't, not for man or myself, but I will work for God on Sunday. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy sons, nor thy daughters, thy man or thy maidservant, or thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gate. Nobody work on that seventh day. They say the seventh day was Saturday. But see, I praise and worship him all all seven days, but one day we need to give it to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Nobody works. Nobody go against six days thou shalt labor. And do all that work. And the seventh day, you're going to rest. You're going to serve God. Yeah. Well, how do we serve God? By serving others. Yeah. 11 says, for in the six days, the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Whatever's in the sea, whatever's in the earth, whatever's in heaven. God made it in seven days. I mean, in six days, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Listen, 
the English version says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. And he took his rest on the seventh day. For this reason, the Lord has given his blessings to the seventh day and made it holy. Yeah. 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, we, we get into the rules. We, we, we've been in the rules and regulations. And in verse 20 and... Uh, Verse 8, he talks about, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Let the rules begin. Yeah, the rules have begun. The, 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 the instructions of God, the full instructions have begun right there. He told Moses what to tell the people. He tell a preacher, the pastor, the bishop, the apostle. He might just tell a lay member, as they call him, a what to tell us we don't want to hear. Oh, they ain't going to be able to tell me nothing. I got more Holy Ghost than they got. Really? <laughs> yeah. Again, if he can use a chicken, a whale, and a donkey, he can use anything. Because he's established his law, his word, his his rules, his instructions for us to follow. Look what he said in verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, you know what y'all might call me, a little looney tune or whatever, but check this out. He could have just said, honor thy father. He made the man first. He could have just said, he said, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Are we going to look at them parents and respect them? Are we going to talk crazy? He didn't say honor thy father and mother if they've been good to you, if they uh, was always there for you. He didn't say that. Because I know some people ended up in adoption, ended up in foster care. But believe it or not, and they was children. He said, suffer the children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is his kingdom. Even in that, there's a lesson in the song. For children, children have trials. Listen what they said. Must Jesus battle cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for one, and I know there's a cross for me. Look at this. Children have to bear a cross. Yeah, I know I know you don't want your little baby band on cross with John and thing. You know, he's so cute. And he's just like his dad. But Johnny got a cross to bear. Oh, look at look at little Laurie. She just prettiest thing, and she's just so precious and sweet. The Lord got a cross to bear. You hear me? He said, and all the world go free? No, Johnny and, and, and little Lori, they, they in the world. They have cross to bear. But I'm going to tell you where we mess up. We're not training in the way that they should go. 
so that when they get old, they won't depart from it. We got to train, train, and keep training. The training never stops. My, 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 I got a son almost 50 if he, don't, if he haven't turned 50. My oldest child. Do you know I still try to teach him he don't like it at all? But I know he learned from me. <laughs> and think I don't know. And when opportunity presents itself, he brags on me. Huh? At 66, six, I'm in nobody's club. What they call it, gyrating, jiving. I'm not in nobody's club. You can come here seven days a week, <laughs> 30 to 31 days a month. You'll never catch me drunk. I don't get drunk. I don't drink. I, you, I don't get high. He never knew me to get high. He, he, he didn't never knew me to drink, but he, he's known me a long time. A long time. 50 years, that's a long time. He know the way I am. He know, well, let's put it this way. He know how I am. And if he can't come respectfully, I don't think he's coming. Honor that father and that mother that that days may be long upon the land which the Lord that God giveth thee. Now that when they call A.L., he just going to tell me like it is. He just going to tell it all. But he's careful how he tell it too. Because you remember, all of them, all by all seven that's left, remember this right here. That youngest boy, I know he had been mad with me. Steam uh, would have been coming out his ears, and he would have told me what he wanted. Honor that father and that mother that that days may be long upon the land which the Lord that God giveth thee. Why? I trained them. I didn't just tell them something and send them out to go. It was nothing about other people and what other people thought. Always about what they truly need, and they needed God. And I told them, if something happened to me, I gave you Jesus. But they could, they, 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 they was in the world and wanted to be of the world. They couldn't grasp it right then. Now I get stuff like, you, you made me, Mama. Mama, you, if you didn't give me nothing else, Mama, you gave me Jesus. That second oldest daughter, she, she told me that many times. She said, Mama, I can't be mad with you. You gave me Jesus, Mama. It was up to me to follow Jesus. Even as a child, Mama, I knew I knew God. I knew Jesus. And I could have did better. But I wanted to be selfish. I wanted to be in my flesh. I want my mama. Yeah. You have to understand it. But now, see, this is what he's, hey, I'm going to run right back. Listen, train up the child in the way he should go. When he get old, he won't depart. They are older now. He told me to watch what he did in that second oldest daughter. Oh, boy, that that that, that one that'll fight in the street. Have a baby out there fighting with her and then keep it secret. But he said, watch what I do in her when she turned 33. When she turned a little bit past 33, he came in. He said, and then she walking around to uh, ministering to folks, telling them about the goodness of the Lord. 
talking of his wonders. Train them. When they get old, they ain't going to do it in their young days. He didn't say that. Now, some of them are trapped. But most of them, like me, they want to taste that world and see what's out there. So he let you out there and taste it, but he's going to draw you on back when the time comes. Yeah. In every place, he's beholding the evil and the good. Honor that father and that mother, that that days may be long upon the land which the Lord that God giveth thee, so that you can live longer here in the earth. I don't know too many people just want to die. They want to live and not die. So honor that father and that mother. If you did the parents wrong, go back and apologize. They may not even want to hear the foolishness. So that's what they're going to say it is. But go back and say, Mama, I know you're mad with me and everything, but I, I want to apologize, Mama. I'm sorry. I did mean what I say, Mama, but it was wrong, and I'm sorry. Dad, you know, them daddies can be hard, boy. I'm sorry, Daddy. I really mean it. Daddy, I'm sorry. I did mean what I say, but I was wrong for saying it. And daddy, please forgive me. Can you forgive me? Will you forgive me? That's your business. It's up to them. Now, you took the, the debt off you and gave it to your parents. So it's up to them. And the scripture also, don't provoke your children to wrath. My daughter told me, <laughs> Coco, the one that passed away. <laughs> now, even she told me, hey, mama, now, you're not supposed to provoke your children to wrath. I said, oh, I checked myself. I guess I was pushing her a little too She was about to tell me about myself and, and die. I said, I'm not kill her. But anyway, thou shalt not kill. We're moving on. Thou shalt not kill. Physically, mentally, or spiritually, we're not supposed to kill. We're not supposed to kill people with instruments, a gun, a knife, or Anything, the heavy object, anything. But you're also not supposed to kill now. Nope. Thou shalt not kill. We can kill people with our mouth. We can even kill people with our behavior. What you mean with our behavior, Barbara? Have you ever heard of people having AIDS? Somebody knew they had it but didn't tell the partner that they was going to play around with. Somebody had HIV, knew it, but they didn't tell the partner they were hanging around with. They were the carrier and these people died, but they still lived. Thou shalt not kill. When you lay with people that you're not married to, you're killing not only is you sinning against God, but you're sinning against your own body. Somebody say, uh-uh, that ain't what that means. Keep doing it. Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not commit adultery. Watch out now. Watch out. I know we're in the same church and all of that, and when I see your wife, I speak to her. Hey, how you doing? But when I see you, oh, I'm all in his face, just laughing, and I have much conversation for him, and I'm flirtatious with him, and thou should not commit adultery. 
Believe it or not, that's a form of adultery. Because if he press a little bit more, you're going to lay with him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To not steal. That covers a whole bunch of stuff, too. I'm cutting it short. I'm cutting it short. Thou shalt not steal. Don't steal nobody's ideals. Stop that. People, that's why they have you to patent your stuff. Put a seal on it that it's yours because people steal it from you. Stop stealing in our stores. Stop stealing what other people got, period. You know it's not yours. Don't take it. Now, this, it, it just right up under thou shalt not commit adultery. You know the man married. Stop trying to take him away from his wife. You know John got a girlfriend. Stop trying to fool with John and get him away from the girl. You know Big Larry fiance. Stop trying to get Big Larry from under the fiance. Leave what belongs to somebody else alone. If God gave it to them, he couldn't have gave it to you because what's for you is for you and what's for them is for them. They're already regulated. Stay away from that. Do not take the property of another. When it comes to thou shalt not commit a duck, do not be false to the married relation. <laughs> That's what the English Bible, basic English says. Do not be false to the married relation. Relationship when you get married. Even if you're going out as girlfriend and boyfriend, you're still in a relationship. Teasing and playing with other women and uh, online in the DM and this and that, you're violating. You're wrong. You're sinning. You're going to marry her. You need to get on to it. If she's not worth she's not worth your time and you wasting hers. What is all of that? We're going to live together for a year. You're going to hell for a year. That's what you're going. Yeah. The fiance, they haven't gotten there yet, but they they, they, they done said, I, we want to get married, and we done planned a date, and we headed towards it. See, I'll wait for, I wouldn't, in, in 2023, all the big wedding stuff, I wouldn't be bothered if I'm a believer. I'm going to marry, and let's start building and see what ministry God gives to us. Time has wound up. But many of us are just like them people in the world. We want to be seen. And we want to show people what we what taste we got and what we can afford. Now, I want you knowing that if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to take all the money. And we're going to be honeymoon. We ain't coming back for two weeks. Now, that's where my money, reception, look here. After the wedding, we got some cake and punch for you. Y'all have a good time. We gone. And you know what? You can get your cake and punch to go because <laughs> we won't be here. Uh, we headed to the islands and things, you know. We're going to eat some jerk chicken and things. But we are staying right. 
got no time for this. Oh, we're going to eat some sweet plantain. Huh? Oh, I love that right there. And, and I'm going to lay out on the beach and drink ice cold water and this fresh pineapple. Oh, I'm going to slice up a little mango papaya. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, we ain't finna play no games and let the devil come in here and trick us and uh, other people. Oh, uh, we're not going to do that. 16 says, thou shalt not. That made me excited right there. Little <laughs> right to say. Oh, goodness. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Do not give false witness against your neighbor. Don't do it. Don't lie on them. Don't steal from them. Don't try to kill them. That's the word. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Let not your desire be turned to your neighbor's house or his wife or his manservant or his woman servant or his ox or his ass or anything which is his. Don't be jealous of it and you want it and try to get it. No, no, no. Don't be mad with them because they got it and you don't. I'm talking to the believer this morning. The saints of God, the people of God, the Christians, the true followers of Christ. I'm talking to you. Because I know uh, many look across the street, down the street, in the church parking lot, in the church, and see John got a new suit on with the matching Stacey Adams. And all colors that set his suit off in the pocket, in the tie, you know, the handkerchief in the pocket, the tie. He got the nice watch on, and when he holds his hand up, you can see the matching cuff links. And the Stacey Adams shoes match, you know. And what I tell you, Stacey got some bad shoes for men. So they don't like all that. Because they think. So I'm not going to be jealous of it. If I want something like that, I'm going to pray and ask God. But my colors won't be like yours. Neither it won't be identical to what you got. Because I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to cover nobody. There's no need. There's enough to go around. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood off. Well, he told you don't come too close anyway. I'm going to speak to you out the cloud. Y'all tell me, no, don't let him speak. We're going to die. <laughs> 19 says, and they said unto Moses, speak thou with us, and we were here. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. Did I tell you? Scared. See, we're going to die. Because so, we know that he's powerful. He's got all power. These people knew it. Yeah. And all the people were watching the thunders, thunderings and the flames and, and the sound of the horn and the mountain smoking. And when they saw it, they kept afar off, shaking with fear. Ah, uh, yeah. 20 says, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. Look at God, trying to scare you straight. By any means necessary, he is trying to get us on the right path. 
stay with me. Stop doing wrong things. Stop sinning. If you know it's wrong and you do it, it's not wrong. It's a sin now. Sin is against God, the maker of you, the, the author and finisher of your faith. The one you said was your Lord and Savior. You're sinning against him. You're killing, you're lying, you're jealous. Treat your parents like garbage. Treat your neighbor like you, you don't have no sense. When you drive on the road, you're driving like an idiot. You have no patience for nothing. Yeah, where I live, it's crowded. They, I'm telling you, you can get killed going right there to the corner store, as we call today. That's the way they drive. Signs say 30, they come down here do, through here doing 70. And there are a lot of seniors that live out here, senior citizens. They retired, and they decide to come to the island. Yeah, but the younger people here, they decide to come to the island just because it's nice. But what they want to do is, is turn it out. They, they want to make the, the, the main street to get in here, a, what they call it, Indies 500, a racetrack. Yeah. They had to change the way things was routed on the street to drive because the people were bullying the elderly people and driving like nuts. I thank God I wasn't a part. Maybe I was a part of it, but I didn't know it because nobody bullied me. If I did 30, Shantae and I used to call it putting in the 30 because that's what the signs say to do. I could do 35, yeah. But we are to obey the laws of the land. 21 says, and the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, thus thou shalt say what this, in other words, thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, you have said that I have talked with you from heaven. Yeah. You've seen, I talk with you from heaven. How many can say that? We all can say it. Because at some point he has spoken to us. We may not have realized it, or we may have never paid it no attention. But he's speaking, it's, it's just a nice, soft, quiet voice. And if you don't go back and check it out, you, you, you won't understand it. So I learned to stop myself a lot of times so I could hear from him. You should not make uh, uh, you should not make with me gods of silver, neither shall you make unto me gods of gold. Now this what he, I want you to remember this too. This is what he told him not to do. This is one of the instructions. Don't make no god of silver or no god of gold. God's of silver and God's of gold, you are not to make for yourself. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shall sacrifice thereon thy burnt offering, and thy peace offering, thy sheep, and thy thine oxen, in all places where I record thy name, I will come unto thee and will bless thee. Did you hear that? I'm going to go over to the other side now to the basics. Make for me an altar of earth, offering it 
your burned offerings and your peace offerings and your sheep and your oxen and every place where I have put the memory of my name. I will come to you and give you my blessing. Instructions, instructions, instructions. 25 say, verse 25 of chapter 20 of Exodus, and if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. And the basic, and if thou make me an altar of stone, do not make it of cut stones, for the touch of an instrument will make it unclean. 26 says, neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. Yeah. And do not go up by steps to my altar for fear that your bodies may be seen uncovered. Because I'm, I'm assuming they was working with the garments on, but maybe they didn't have underwear on. Yeah. So look, I'm going to the song of the morning, and we may have time to go to uh, chapter 21. I went back to 20, and then we coming back to 21. I'm going to try to uh, be careful with that and make sure we keep moving. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is faithful. God is faithful. And uh, I thank him for his faithfulness. Hallelujah. So we're going to sing one more song, a love song to you from the Lord. It's a promise he's made. I will never, never, never leave you or forsake you. Nothing, no one can ever take you out of the Father's hand. I know what you've been hearing. I've seen you hide your fear. Embarrassed by your weaknesses. Afraid to let me near. Wish you knew how much I long for you to understand. No matter what may happen, child, I'll never let go of your hand. I know you've been forsaken by all you've known. When you failed their expectations, they frowned and closed the door. And even if your heart itself should lose the will to stand, no matter what may happen, child, I'll never let go of your hand. I'll be with you 
everywhere in everything you do. Even if you do it wrong and miss the joy I plan, I'll never, never let go of your hand. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll never let go of your hand. That's a beautiful song, the way they sang it. And that's Don uh, Francisco. And I'm grateful again this morning for good gospel music. Music that's telling about the goodness of God. It can encourage you and inspire you. Some of us have a special song. We may sing that song every day because it's what we believe. And it helps us to get through our day. Yeah. It may be a morning song, an evening song, noonday song. Yeah. And so we're thankful unto the Lord. So we're moving on now to uh, verse 21 of Exodus. And God has given instructions. He's given rules and regulations. He's given us his laws, his statutes, and we are to follow this. But he took the ten and turned them into two. If we'll go back to Matthew 22 and 37, when we do these two, we've done the ten. But we have to focus on the two and make sure we're working according to the two. This is what Jesus said. Yeah. And if we remember, he and God are one. So he yet got it from the Father for those who separate him, you know, him, God over here and Jesus over there. He yet got it from the Father. So it's still the laws that we must follow. It, it, it is still in place. Matthew 22 and 37. Yeah. So that verse 21 and starting at verse 1 in Exodus. Now these are the judgments which thou, which thou set, shall set forth before them. Yeah. 
Now, these are the laws which you are to put before them. He's talking to Moses. Verse 2, if thou bind Hebrew servants, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. Him, him or her, you can work them. But going in the seventh, that seventh year, you got to let them go. Free. You can't charge them nothing either. Verse 3 says this. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. He will marry, then his wife shall go out with him. This right here, I want y'all to listen to this. Verse 4 says, if his master have given him a wife and she have borne him sons and daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters. And he shall go out by himself. Wow. If his master gives him a wife and he gets sons and daughters by her, the wife and her children will be the property of the master. And the servant is to go away by himself. Oh, that must have been a little bit hard. <laughs> I got to leave my children and my wife, God. Yeah. Verse 5, but if the servant says clearly, my master and my wife and children are dear to me, I have no desire to be free. You don't want to go out. You don't want to be free. You want to stay there and serve with his wife because he loved them. Verse 6 says, then his master is to take him to the gods of the house and at the door or at its framework. He is to make a hole in his ear with a sharp-pointed instrument, and he will be his servant forever. Both the wife and children can never leave. Mm-hmm. Mm. Verse 7 says, And if a man gives his daughter a price to be a servant, she is not to go away free as the men's servants do. And if a man sell his daughter to be a maidservant, she shall not go out as the men servants do. Verse 8 says, not pleasing to her master who has taken her for himself, let a payment be made for her so that she may go free. Her master has no power to get a price for her and send her to a strange land because he has been false to her. And if, verse 9, and if he gives her to his son, he is to do everything for her. She was his daughter. You listening? Verse 10, look, look what they had now. And if he takes another woman, her food and clothing and her marriage rights are not to be left. If he take him another wife, her food, her raiment, and her duty of marriage shall he not diminish. He still got to take care of her, and, and he still got to provide for her. Yeah. And if he do these three unto her, then shall she go out free without money. 
If she want to leave, she can go then. But she don't get nothing. 12 says, and if he does not do these three things for her, she have the right to go. Oh, that's not 12. I'm sorry. He who gives a man a death is himself to be put to death. Did you hear that? He that smites a man so that he dies shall be surely put to death. And if a man lie not in wait, but God deliver him into his hands, then I will appoint thee a place whether he should flee. But if he had no evil purpose against him, and God gave him into I will give you a place to which he may go in, in flight. 14 says, but if he had, okay, but if a man makes an attack on his neighbor on purpose to put him to death by deceit, you are to take him from my altar and put him to death. When I tell you back during them days, God was not playing with us. He was not playing with the people. I know you may have heard uh, back in the day, a long time ago, during these days here of Exodus, when man was seeing God would wink, wink his eye. But today he commanded everybody to repentance. Yeah, God wasn't playing with him back then. Any man who gives a blow to his father or his mother is certainly to be put to death. Did you hear that? Hit your mama, daddy, you gonna die. And any man who gets another into his power in order to get a price for him is to be put to death. If you take him in the act. And he that still is a man and sells him, or if he be found in his hand, he should surely be put to death. So you, you done took somebody, a, a human trafficking. You die for that. Sabadine says, any man cursing his father or his mother is to be put to death. Now go on and cuss him out. You're going to die. <laughs> he said what he meant, and he meant what he said. And if men strive together and one smite another with a stone or with his fist, and he die not, his bed. 18 over here on that other basic side says, if in a fight one man gives another a blow with a stone, or, or with the shut hand, not causing his death, but making him keep in his bed. If you injure him, you cripple him. 19 says, if he is able to get up again and go about with a stick, the other will be let off. Only he will have to give him the loss of his time and see that he is cared for till he is well. You, 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 you fight somebody and you cripple them, you hurt them. You got to pay them while they're sick and pay them until they get up well again. Listen to these, listen to these rules. 20 says, if a man gives his manservant or his woman servant blows with a rod, causing death, he is certainly to undergo punishment. Now, he, he didn't say he was going to die, but he got a punishment. He got to pay for that. It was his servant, but you hit him, and you killed him. 
Now you got to go on to punish me. 21 says, but at the same time, if the servant goes on living for a day or two, the master is not to get punished, for the servant is his property. So that means he didn't die right away. He, he gave him a blow, but he didn't die. He lived a day or two. If he died on that third day, then the master get no punishment because the servant was his property. 22, if men while fighting do damage to a woman with child, causing the loss of the child, but no other evil comes to her, the man will have to make payment of the amount fixed by her husband in agreement with the decision of the judges. Yeah. King James said, if men strive and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her and yet no mischief follows, he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him and he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief follows, verse 23, then thou shalt give life for life. Yeah, but if damages come to her, let life be given in payment for life. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, foot for a foot. Now, if they had that today, all these folks that still killing and, and all of this, the world would be less of people. Yeah. You hit me side the head and blind me in one eye, they're going to get your eye. You knock my tooth out, they're going to take one out of your mouth. You, you hurt my hand, they're going to hurt yours. You, you, you mangle my foot, you hurt my foot, they're going to hurt yours. 25 says, burning for wound for wound, strike for strike. That's how it was. Yeah. I'm sure they had some rough riders back there. They had some folks doing wrong and being bad and all of that. But for the most part, folk tried to keep it together. Yeah. 26 says, if a man gives his manservant or his woman servant a blow in the eye, causing its destruction, he is allegedly on account of damage to the eye. 27 says, or if the loss of a tooth is caused by his blow, he will let him go free on account of his tooth. Verse 28, if an ox comes to be the cause of death to a man or a woman, the ox is to be stoned, and his flesh may not be used for food. But the owner will not be judged, be judged responsible. 29 says, but if the ox has frequently done such damage in the past, and the owner has had word of it and has not kept it under control so that it has been the cause of the death of a man or woman, not only is the ox to be stoned, but his owner is to be put to death. My goodness. You get this ox under control. <laughs> you don't cause me to die, uh, ox. I love your tail, but you're not going to be causing me to die. Yeah, and I can't eat your tail because you killed a man or woman. 30 says, if a price is put on his life, let him make payment of whatever price is fixed. 31 says, if the death of a son or of a daughter 
has been caused, the punishment is to be in agreement with this rule. Wow. Wow. 32 says that the death of a man's servant or a woman's servant is caused by the ox. The owner is to give their master 30 shekels of silver, and the ox is to be stoned. That ox still got to die. 33 says if a man make a hole in the earth without covering it up and an ox or ass dropping into it, it is death. 34 says the owner of the hole is responsible. He will have to make payment to their owner, but the dead beast will be his. Yeah, so you, you're going to have to pay the man for the ox, but you'll get the dead ox or the ox with the broke foot or whatever. 35 says and if one if one man's ox does damage to another man's ox, causing, this, causing its death, then the living ox be exchanged for money and division made of the price of it and of the price of the dead one. See? Yeah. 36 says, but if it is common knowledge that the ox has frequently done such damage in the past and its owner has not kept it under control, he will have to give ox for ox and the dead beast will be his. Yeah. So today I'm thinking with everything, your dog, your cat, they done knocked on the door and told you, hey, your dog got out, and he it was over there fighting my little puppy. The dog got out. He was chasing the children. Whatever, put the dog up. I don't care what animal it is. It could be a cat, a rat. I don't care. Put it up. Yeah. Especially somebody from it. I've heard of pit bulls killing little boys, killing little girls, uh, almost killing its owner. Yeah, that's a bad thing. That's not a good thing. Put your animals up. Watch over them. Keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And it is already all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So look, we're now yeah, we'll come back too. Uh, but we, I want to open the studio now. If no one have anything they would like to say this morning, I will continue. But if you have something you would like to say, uh, feel free to press that number one and come in. Today is Friday, and we call it Testify Friday. So if you have something you want to say, now is the time. And let me tell y'all quickly about this. I testify. I love it. Yesterday, I was uh, changing a, my bedroom around. My, my clothes right broke. And I had to stack all the clothes on the bed, but it gave me a chance yesterday to go through what I, you know, wanted to give away. Shoes, da 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 da. So, it pops up on my screen, uh, uh, on my text about show. And I don't do this. I, I don't travel around blog talk listening to shows. That's just not me. I'm busy doing the day. Taking calls, prayer requests, praying, this kind of stuff. So it popped up and it was just strong in my spirit. Dial that number. I dialed the number. And they was talking and I heard Don. You know the one that said, 
Pastor Don, CEO, him, Junior, show. And uh, there was a lady there, and they was talking, and uh, the lady was explaining that God is no respecter of person. And I was listening, and then uh, he was asking her how she was doing, and different, you know, just uh, small talk. And so they opened the studio, and I really hadn't planned to say nothing, but I pressed one and went in. When I tell you God used my mouth and I couldn't shut up. And I was like to myself, whoa, whoa, this is not Jesus in the morning. This is not that kind of show, you know, where people are on here talking about God like that. I kept right on. I, I, I couldn't turn it off. I could not shut it up because it wasn't me. It was not me. When I tell you God spoke in both of their lives. And at the end of it, the lady said, uh, I testified. Yeah, you know, I got to talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. And so the lady said, well, this is your number? I said, yes, myself. She said, is it okay if I call you later? I told her, yeah, call me. No problem. But you see, I had been on the phone doing this and, 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 and trying to encourage and, and whatever. And then look, he used me still, used my mouth. I got everything put up that I wanted to put up. I just got a few little finishing touches to do in there. <laughs> God is able, if we obey him, we belong to him. And if you belong to him, he's not going to withhold from you. Because if you belong to him, you're going to love him, and you're going to obey him, because you're going to get to know him and know that he is a deliverer. He's our Lord and Savior. He will fix your heart and regulate your mind. You'll remember that he said we can cast our cares upon him, for he careth for us. Because that's some heavy days. This is a suffering way. God make it easy, but it's a suffering way. We're going to go through. Over and over and over again. You're going to go through trials. And if you love him and you want to get close to him, you're going to know your trials come to make you strong because he's going to share things with you. If you draw now to him, he will draw now to you. I'm situation you in. I've heard people say I was in the bar and the fight broke out and I was right there. I was the next one they were going to shoot or the next one they were going to hit in the head with the bottle. And all of a sudden, the brawl stopped. The police showed up or this or that happened. And while that was going on, I was telling the Lord, Lord, help me to get out of here. If you have accepted him, he don't care what situation you're in, he'll show up. But he prefers that we stay on the straight and narrow with him. He prefers that we obey him and that we don't be a part of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And when I stand before him, I want to stand knowing I did the best that I could on his behalf. If I suffered, it was for his sake. I want to stand before 
not thinking. I, I, I was still clubbing when I got saved. I was still drinking. I was still drugging. I was still fornicating. I was still committing adultery. I was still lying, cheating, and stealing. I don't want to stand before him like that. I want to stand before him free. For whom the son set free is free indeed. What I can't get free of myself, his son, Jesus, can set me free. I just got to believe and allow him to do it for me. And before him, I want to have a clear conscience, as they say. I want to know whatever I did, Lord, it, it, it wasn't on purpose. And Lord, I ask you to help me. Because anything I can't stop, I, I go to him. Mm-hmm. Timothy Wright wrote a little song, and the song says, Jesus, 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 how many times that was, that's a lot of Jesus called it. And anything I'm going through, I want to call on him. Overeating, I want to call on him. Got two pounds off, y'all. I'm trying a little bit. They said two or three a week, you're going to do it. But I got to keep it going. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Ah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Anything we can't do, he can. With man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Whatever you're going through, whatever your heart desire is, yeah, whatever you want, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, he's able to see us through. I'm so thankful to be used by God. Thankful, appreciative, grateful, get excited to be used by Almighty God. Some people, if you don't constantly, constantly do something in their life, it dwindles down because out of sight, they don't forget. Out of mind, out of sight. He's not, you know, using them. He don't, the gift is not stirred up like it was. But we have to stir up that gift. I can go to the scriptures. And read, and it will excite me right now. When I know the thing I done picked up the phone, I'm calling somebody. Then to somebody, let's FaceTime. Why? Encouraging. It'll cause you to want to help others. It'll cause you to want to be in the presence of another person or people. God is safer to us. And we don't want to hang out with the wrong crowd. Don't do that either. My specialty really is mental health. Yeah, when I went to the university, that's what I got. A small degree, I call it, in mental health. I just needed to know some of the things that I, I needed to understand about people with mental health issues. And one thing I noticed, if mental health hang out with mental health, it's going to remain mental health. 
We can give in to people. We're trying to get better. We're trying to heal. We're praying for deliverance. We're asking God to do it. We can't go back to hanging with people who are not praying for deliverance, who are not trying to come out but go further. We got to separate ourselves. Let God be our God and we be his people. Because it causes confusion. I'm going to share this with you. I have a a person I've been working with for over 20 years. And every time these people hang out with their mental health family members, it's a bunch of them, the whole family, on both sides. When they come back, all that they knew, all that I've shared over 20 years, it's like it just falls right over in the bucket and disappear. Because they go back to familiar places. We got to come out of familiar places. If I smoke weed, I can't go back to weed smoking. I can't go back to down weed smokers. If I was an alcoholic, if I, I was an alcohol abuser, I overdrank. I had the habit to wake up. I had to have it all through the day. I had to have it to go to bed with. I cannot go back and hang with those who drank like that. Because I no longer need it like that. But if I go back and I start hanging around them often enough, and I'm not putting the word in there, I'm not hanging with the saints of God, I'm not going where I can be encouraged spiritually, then guess what? I'm back acting like them. I I I, I back got the Crown Royal, the Hennessy, or whatever they're drinking now. Mad dog, I don't know. Crone or uh, whatever they're drinking now, I'm back at it. Because the house was swept clean now and let seven more come in with that one that was already there. Oh, boy, it's, it's, it's a party in there now. Evil party. Not now I want to lay with women, you know. I want to, uh, I mean, lay with men. Forgive me, God. I want to lay with uh, uh, men. I want to flirt. Uh, yeah, you can take me out. Let's go from bar to bar and drink. Let's step again. So we don't go back. Don't go back with them people. If he delivered you from crack cocaine, don't go back around the rock house. Don't go back down around the trap. Now, if God has fully delivered you and he sent you and you know he sent you, go on in there. I'll go back down there. But he's not going to leave you down there for a period of time. A long period of time. He is not. You're going to go do what he said do, and he wants you up out of there. Whatever God has brought you out of, don't go back. So be, and look, it, it was a big situation in the family when it came to me. The devil didn't want the family member to be delivered. They couldn't see God. Had called this person out. They only could see me. But he worked that out. 
He showed me what to do. He showed me how to follow where, where he would lead me. Kept me saved. Was threatened, all kind of stuff. But I knew God was not going to allow anything to happen. Why? It was not me. The family member, they were, I didn't be bothered. Do y'all hear what I say? Telling you the truth is I had bigger and better fish to fry than to be aggravated all day. And with y'all too, I got to hear the negativity with y'all. Huh? But God is who he said he is. And he blessed me. And guess what? The number of the day, they send me money once a month. You hear what I say? He said, sit here, I make your enemies your footstool. Because when you didn't do something, but God did it, you can't explain it to them God did it because they don't want to believe and they don't want to hear that. And they don't believe you godly either. But you hold on to God's unchangeable hand and watch what happens. He turned that thing around. He fixed it. Because I couldn't. Anything I said was ugly. If I told the truth, it was a lie to them. Oh, I could tell y'all some things. God is who you say he is. I have no reason to lie on him. I don't have no reason to come here this time of morning, especially 7 o'clock line. But when the alarm go off, oh boy, I could sleep a little bit longer. But I get up. I force myself right on up. I'm happy. I'm not cranky. I'm not mean. But I am excited to come do what God would have me to do right here. Mm -hmm. And we got to love people. Past the foolishness. You got to love them. Ooh, I can't tell you that it's easy. I told you it's a suffering way we, we, we work it here. We're walking through a suffering way, but it's not for us. Our suffering is because of him. It's for his sake, not ours. Any, anything you've gone through, listen, it wasn't for you. Well, how can you tell me it wasn't for me? And they was doing this and that to me because you're coming out with a testimony so that those who have not gotten in the place with God where you are, you can testify of his goodness and he can bring them out. I want to remind us that you saw what Jesus went through, his suffering, right? Beat him all night long. Tortured him. And battered. They made him carry his own cross up Calvary's heel. Pulled one of them out over there. I don't know if his name was Simon or what his name was, but they pulled him out, helping take this on up the hill. When he got on up the hill, they stretched him out. The wooden cross they had made for him to crucify him. They put the nails in his and his feet lifted him up and put him on a stand that wouldn't fall. Put that cross down in the ground. And while he up there, this is the savior of the world now. 
people saying all kind of stuff to him, against him, negative remarks, throwing stuff at him. They come back, put the crown of thorns on him. Out come water and blood. You hear me? All that suffering. And it was not for him. He didn't do a thing to deserve it. Back up a little bit. They took him. They sentenced him and took him from courtroom to courtroom. He tried to get him to understand when I was healing you sick, when I was raising you dead, when I was feeding you hungry, you didn't have nothing to say. But now look, went through all of that, pierced him in the side. Again, I come blood and water. He spoke to God, spoke to the Father. Why have thou forsaken me? See, when you're in agony and pain, the natural man is going through. The spiritual man knew better, but that natural man, ooh, that hurt. And many times you can't think of nothing but what you're going through. And he gave up the ghost. He died. Died. Went down to hell, conquered all, and rose with all power. For us, none of that was for him. It was us and to show the power of the Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. To show the power of God. So whatever we're going through, it is not for us. It's for those that we will minister to if you're willing to tell of God's wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. That God, the things that God have done in your life. I done heard the world are joking. Use you. But that's really what we need to do. Let God use us all. Every believer, every Christian, every born again. You know they got some names now. Every saint, we need to let God use us. The people of God, we need to let God use us. And I know sometimes people, oh, they're not no preacher. They can't take anything. Listen, hear the word if it comes from a hellish mouth. What you say, Barbara? Hear the word if it comes from a hellish mouth. If it comes from a mouth where the person is not living under God, they're not talking about God, they're not testifying about God. Matter of fact, they may not believe in God. They cussing all the time. They got dirty, negative, nasty things to say out of their mouth. They speak the truth, hear it. When they speak the truth, hear it. Amen. Agree with the truth. I didn't say agree with their actions. No, no, no. Agree with the truth. I've had homosexual men to tell me the truth. Some of them told me the truth about God. It wasn't their lifestyle. It was according to what he said in his words. I agreed. Now, I didn't agree with their lifestyle, but I agreed with the truth that they shared. Yeah. But we get all caught up in this stuff. 
And as they say, we get more holier than thou. But we got to go back to them two commandments and study them. We got to go them two commandments and remember them. Yeah, it's going to help us a lot. A bunch. And this was Jesus speaking. If we look back at Matthew 30, 30, I mean 22 and 33, it says this, And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But what did they hear? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. That's what they was astonished by. Astonished at his doctrine, the way he taught, and what he knew. 34 says, but when the Pharisees had heard that he was put to, uh, put, had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Like that made difference. The Pharisees were just, oh. It was astonished by his doctrine. They had never heard stuff like he was giving them. 35 says, then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, you know the devil coming, which is the great commandment in the law? He told him, now this, all this is Jesus. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. But look now, Jesus came. Look, in 41 of Matthew 22, it says, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They said unto him, the son of David. He said unto them, how then does David in spirit call him Lord, saying, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is it he is his son? Oh, Jesus had something for him. He had something formed with the foolishness, with the nonsense. Yeah. But we want to go back to Matthew 22 and 37 as often as we can and read on down. What happened is we're going to keep our mind on those commandments so that we can understand, get wisdom and knowledge, and apply them to our life. Because see, nothing works unless you apply it. If I'm sick and, and, and they prescribe me a prescription, if I don't take it, what I'm looking for? I done paid all that money to go to the doctor. I don't have time and wasted my time going over there to see him and get a diagnosis. He told me what it was and he wrote me a prescription, but if I don't take it, it won't work. If I have a headache and I have Tylenol, Advil, whatever you take, I don't take it, their head going to keep hurting. Yeah. 
If I'm on the job work, whatever payday it is, I can look for a paycheck. But if I don't work, there'll be no money for me. So the same thing with God's word. If we don't study it, if we don't apply it to our everyday life, if we don't pray and ask God for the truth out of his word, teach me, God, how to understand your word in the name of. Don't just give me wisdom and not. Teach me how to understand it that I may be able to share with others. I believe it's the 105th Psalm. It tells, David is telling God, Lord, if you teach me, if you clean me up and bless me, I'll be able to tell others about you. That's what it sums up to say. It's not word for word, but that's what it sums up to say. And that's what we want to do. We don't want to learn to, to, to have debates and confrontations over the word. No. I want this for me so I can walk accordingly. And if opportunity presents itself, I can represent God. Right and in the fullness. There's a pastor in Fairbanks, Alaska, Pastor Blackburn. And when I was there, he was a pastor at one of the huge Baptist churches. And he and I ended up at the University of Alaska in this uh, some type of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but Atheist was there, Methodist, Baptist, non-denominational, Pentecostal, Apostolic, every religion you could, Catholic, every religion you could think of was there, along with the the non-believers. And so uh, Dr. Williams, she asked Pastor Blackburn what brought people to believe Jesus that Jesus is the Son of God and that he's the Savior of the world. When I tell you I had to hold myself in the seat, I had to hold myself down because the way he he explained it, and I could see the Lord just sitting on him calmly, you know, keeping him calm because I know he wanted to throw his hands up and say, glory, you can see it on his face. But he kept his composure. God blessed him. And he explained that thing to the letter. And it was beautiful. And spirit moving. The spirit was moving on the believers. I could look around and see it on the Methodists. I could see it on the Baptists, the Pentecostal, the Apostolic. I'm telling you, you can see it on the believers, I should say. Because all that denomination, that's yours. Jesus said, come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. God said, for God, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe on him won't perish, but have everlasting life. Right there, right there. Yeah. So we want to share the goodness of the Lord. And you don't, you, you don't need to have scripture to share it with People, really, talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people in testimonies. People like stories. They love stories. 
They love hearing what God done done for somebody else. Many of them. Not all. But you got some diehard non-believers. You got some diehard people who don't believe in Jesus. Woo, I'm scared of that. Yeah. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. I hope you feel encouraged this week and going into the weekend and the holiday. God bless you. And uh, I, my brother was talking about grilling. I might call him back and uh, see if he'll come over and throw me old gospel bird, that barnyard pimp, on the grill. <laughs> the chicken. And I made it some chicken parts, throw a chicken on the grill and uh, maybe some corn on the cob. And uh, Sister Jerry got me with that yesterday. Yeah, she made corn on the cob. So I, I may have chicken, barbecue chicken, a grilled chicken, corn on the cob, and uh, a big salad. Yeah. And some unsweetened iced tea. Yeah, you know, in the South, we got to have it. We get sweet tea, but since I had to cut the sugar out, I, I can have unsweetened tea, ice cold, chill on the glass. Yes. And so I might do that for the weekend, and I hope many of you have the opportunity to grill something for you and your family. Yeah. And uh, it's all right. All right. I see you, Brother Anthony. Well, let me bring you in right now. I don't know where you are. Good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Barber. Bless Holly Faith. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I, was, I was picking up this load when you, when you were saying uh, call in, you know, as one of us testify. But yeah. uh testify about his goodness and his mercy. And first of all, I just want to give God thanks for waking me up this morning. I thank him for life, health, and strength, keeping me in my right mind, allowing me to see it the other day I've never seen before. I thank him for activity of my limbs. Uh, thank God for just keeping me in good health in my right mind and just breathing another day of breath of, of his life breath in my lungs. Amen. So I just give him the glory, honor, and the praise and I thank God for what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at and just bless to be here, bless the, him even acknowledge me you know, as his child and dying on the cross for my sins and uh I just I just thank God for what he's doing. And uh, thank God for this ministry as well, Miss Barbara, and what you do and your faithfulness and your ministry. Well your ministry but God ministry and using you through ministry through you. Amen. So we just give God all the glory and the praise and you know, we just thank him for uh, divine connection, you know, and connecting with one another in the ministry and just being able to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ and, you know, come get some food and some wisdom, not to understand them from, of the kingdom in our minds and our hearts and you know, that we can be on one accord and walking right before him, you know, and striving to walk right before him daily. Amen. So I just thank God for that and say good morning to everybody listening this morning. Uh, Brother Louis, I was, uh, I was 
Sister Sherry, but little wife, I think that's her name. Uh, let's see, uh, Sister Jerry, and Brother Cal, and Sister Rita, and Sister Samoa, and Sister Fion, and uh, Sister, uh, I'm, uh, uh, Sister Fion, Sister Rita, uh, I said Samoa, Sister uh, Shante. I was trying to think of that day. The one in the other morning, uh, uh, Minister Shauna, good morning to her this morning. And good morning to, uh, let's see who else. Give my mouth. Uh, mother, uh, mother Anna Leafoot and Sister Angela Leafoot. Good morning to y'all this morning. Good morning to... Uh, Mike Kim, I mean, uh, Kim, Mrs. Kim Hops and Brother Mike Hops, good morning to you, good morning to uh, Apostle Boatwright and uh, 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 Michelle Fluka, I mean, not Michelle Fluka, but uh, 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 my last name is Fluka, sorry about that, I got it wrong with it. first name, but good morning to you, good morning to uh, let me see who that, uh, Brother D. Oh, good morning to um, Sister Rose Brown and uh, Sister Dot. Good morning to you. Good morning to uh, who else? Mary Ann. That name comes from my good morning to you. Good morning to uh, let's see who else. I'm trying to think. Uh, Did you get Louie in there? Uh, Brother Louie. Yeah. Yeah, I got Brother Lou. I say him was the he was one of the first. He was the first one I said, Brother Lou, and his okay. wife, uh, Miss Sherry. Yes, you, you know. did. Yes, uh, you did. I, yes, I, you I'm did. trying. To, I'm trying to remember the names. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's all I got this morning. But I, I think I got a couple new ones in this morning. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> uh, we just thank God for you know being able to come together and hear each other's voice, and you know we don't always hear one another, but, you know, when the Lord leads and has us to come and speak the word, you know, that, you know, we come and speak, you know, what's on our heart, what the God's led us to say concerning his word and, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, saying, a uh, general saying hello, you know, or good morning, you know, that's, that's, that's going to make somebody day, so I, I'm just blessed, Miss Barbara, as always, and, and I just thank God for what you're doing, and, you know, I would just thinking about um, what you were saying about, because uh, I, I was reading it, you know, how uh, things that back, you know, in those days, how they sacrificed things, how they brought things to the altar, you know, and, you know, that, like you said, you know, a lot of, they was, they, the truth, they was really, they was wealthy back then, you know, just to think about, you know, all the things that they had to bring to the altar, you know, the sacrifice for offering, you know, so that let you know that they, they most of them had some uh, 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 plenty in livestock. I could say that I would say, you know, and uh, you know, and just to think too, you know, as you were speaking on, you know, uh, if with the situation, if you uh, you hurt somebody, like an I for I two for two, you know, and just to think about that, you know, you could lose a limb or something, you know, if you take somebody's limb, you know, and I just I just think about, you know, just everything that's going on in the world, 
and what people, you know, do each other, do to each other, you know, the killing, shooting, and stuff like that, you know. So just, you know, I just make you, you know, think, and you know, just really sit down and as you think about that, you know, if we was in that time now, you know, that I think the world would be a better place because people know, you know, you can't just do anything, you know, it's a price to pay, and even now it's gonna be a price to pay, you know, you're gonna have to go before God. You know, and what you did, you still at the end of the day when it comes to your day of judgment. You know, you gotta, you gotta, um, you know, stand before him about what you did, uh, things that you did in life. So, you know, it, it ain't, it didn't happen just right now. You know, like back then, but you know, it's a day coming when you gotta go before God and, you know. See the, see the, see the King, see the Maker, and He gonna judge you. So I, I just pray to get it right. That I, you know, live my life according to what he desired for me, and I live it the best way I can, and I just, you know, daily try to seek him and get it right, you know. And I always ain't going to get it right, and we're not perfect, you know, but we can strive to be perfect, you know. Just as you said, practice, perfect practice make perfect. So, you know, if we sticking with that and we, you know, desire in our heart to do the right thing, then we're going to do it. You know, it's just like anything, you know, even, you know, your favorite hobby, you know, you your favorite hobby, you want to do it to the best of your ability, and that's why you it's your hobby because you like doing it. So make your life living for God be a hobby, you know. And with me saying that, you know, that just encouraging me, you know, and I, I'm, a, I'm sticking to it the best way I can and, you know, try, trying to live right the best way I can and, you know, so I could be a role model for others, you know, you know, because uh, they people are watching. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They watching. Yeah, people are watching what you're doing, you know, and and I can and I can say that and testify that to be true, because I have you know family members, siblings, friends that you know see how you know see what I've been through, what I went through, and you know see. The change in me, you know, and I, I try to, I try to encourage them, try to tell them, they like, don't, you know, don't look at what I used to do, but look at what I'm trying to do now, you know, and just walk now, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you got to, got to be, you got to be a light. As I say, Miss Barbara, the light on the hill. Mm-hmm. Can be. So, that's what I'm, a light in the hill. Now, so I'm trying to be the light in the hill, and you know, I, daily I ask him, and you know, the Lord, the Lord touched me this morning. And, you know, I was just thinking about that, you know, um, how you know he he kind of dealt with me concerning what he is doing in me, you know, and what he called me for, and you know, the gifts that's in me that he has given me, you know, and it brought tears in my eyes, you know, because you know, at times we see that we don't really see. You know, in the beginning, we don't see, you know, in this walk what uh, what God has in us, you know, for, say, most of the time, you know. But as we grow more in him and we get more connected to him and draw closer to him, and then he started revealing things to us. And, you know, he was just showing me, you know, and spoke to me, you know, I, I, I got greater in you, you know. And everything that you're going through, you know, even I can say this, like, uh things like oh 
when I when I say lust, not saying that I'm in it, but the lust that I was in, you know, prior to me walking with God, and you know, and you know, as I'm growing now, you know, the fight, you know, to hold on, to know that, you know, the blessings that He has for me, and the work that He has for me to do in ministry, and you know, for the kingdom, you know, like I say, I gotta live a, I gotta live my life to a standard to please Him, but in that, you know. I'm going to go through some things, and I got to fight against things that will try to take me off course, uh, off my path, you know, and that's being dealing with the enemy, so that comes with that, you know, warfare, you know, so I got to be, I'm in warfare, I'm praying, but I'm also, you know, watching, and he's removing the scales off my eyes and opening my eyes, to see, you know, the, the enemy knows you just can't. And you got greatness in you, so that's why he attacking you. That's why he put those temptations in front of you, you know, to knock you off course, to, to hold you back from getting the way God want to take you, you know. And that brought tears to my eyes. God revealed that to me this morning, you know, you know, and 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 then kind of revealing that to me. But you know, like I said, now I'm really showing me some things, you know, just containing my life and you know, uh, relationships and you know, people I meet and this. You know, just this journey, this walk, you know, it's going to be those stumbling blocks, those roadblocks. And, you know, uh, I try to want to fight and try to avoid them to the best of your ability. You know, you don't want to you don't want to stumble and fall, but, you know, you, you might well, at times. You might. Yeah, you but that, fall, that, so. when, you, when you say but, Brian Anthony, that's when you fail right there, when you say but. No but. No stumble. I just got to say no and walk away from it. Yeah. God said, all right, y'all going to crucify me? Okay, go ahead and crucify me. He didn't fight him. He didn't do none of that. And no need in us uh, making him alive. So what we got to do is bring that flesh, that flesh under subjection. Sometimes you may have to turn your head that. Brother so fine it ain't made no sense. I had to turn my head and walk on another way. And forgot it instantly. Forgot it. What I saw of uh-uh. God is who he say he is. Sister Sherry said, hey, Brother Anthony. Good morning, Sister Sherry. Yeah, Brother Louis Wise. So look, I got a few more people. Let me grab these right quick. Let me grab these right quick. Uh, Brother Anthony. Because uh, we, I bet you would have did it earlier, because you would have had more time. All right, let me grab Minister Shonda. Good morning, Minister Shonda. God bless you. How are you? Can you hear me, Minister Shonda? You had to go back to work. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> did I did I come in at the wrong time? No, you're on time. I just brought you in. Okay. Well, good morning again, Evangelist. Uh, it's just a beautiful day, and I'm just thankful for Jesus in the morning. Um, the teaching was really good this whole week, and um, I got uh, chastised by the Lord, which is a good thing because uh, – it makes me um, 
see where I'm missing the mark and I need his help, but then I just need to be obedient to and I'm thankful for uh, the messages this week. And I want to tell Brother Anthony thank you because it was something about when he was calling out everybody's name and when he called mine, it felt really good. It was it was spiritual. Like I felt God, if that makes any sense. It's weird, but I really did. And um and I was just thinking, yeah, the way he was remembering people's names I'm like, God remembers me, and that felt um, so good. So thank you, Brother Anthony, for that. God God uses people to uplift people. So in a, in a simple way as just saying somebody's name, and, and that's just awesome and wonderful. Um, my friend is down there today. She's leaving. You may remember her, Barbara Shell. Um, yeah. And uh, she had a doctor's appointment down there, and I was telling um, William this morning, I said, I got to get down the floor because I want to go see Evangelist. And I said, she told me in May. I said, well, May, go on. I said, but I'm going to, me and Andrea was talking, um, I think it was last weekend. We we coming down there. I don't know when. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can give me um, a Friday, which I'm hoping I have one coming up soon, um, we're going to make that drive down there. We're going to go out and get something real good to eat. But um, I just hope everybody just have a blessed week. I'm just feeling good in my soul. I'm just thankful for everything that was said this week. And I just pray that the Lord bless each and every one of us in a special way, uh, according to each one of our needs, that yes. he just open doors and bless us mightily, even this weekend. In Jesus' name, I love y'all. I'm thankful for y'all. And, I um, again, just have a great day. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, you and Andrea, come on, because it's summer, and uh, we can go to the seafood place and uh, 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 either go get it and bring it back, however you want to do it. But uh, it makes us feel that we are part of something bigger than us to hear our names called, that people are thinking of us. Yes, yes, yes. Because when he called Apostle Boatwright name, it, 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 it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. And this morning, did. He said some names we had heard him say. <laughs> I was like, but I wanted him to, you know, finish getting this little stuff out there because he, he had to share that thing this morning. But, uh, you know, he got that out and then I had to bring a couple more and I got one more call, I think, to bring in. And because, uh, I, 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 you know, I usually laugh. I usually laugh because, boy, he be trying to be on it. But he's doing better. He's doing better. And uh, he's remembering a name. Now, he remembered that Anna Lee foot, and he remembers that Angela foot, Mike and Kim Hawks. He remembered that. And uh, he usually say Sister Samoa, and uh, yeah, he, he remembering more. He remembering more. And God bless you, Brother Anthony. I thank God for you. And I thank God that when the number one is offered to be pushed, you, you push it and come in and 
on behalf of Almighty God. And that's what he wants. That's what he wants. Somebody just say something. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Jerry, are you done, Minister Chanda? Yes, ma'am. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, y'all let me know. Just let me know. Okay. Real good. All right. And I'm always you... planning this upstairs now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, I'm going uh, to holler at you a little later, uh, Minister Shonda, because I, I got a couple of questions to ask you, and then I hit uh, uh, Minister Spinner, and I got a couple of questions to ask her. So I'll be in touch soon. Okay. 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 All right. God bless you. I'm going to mute your mic. Well, it's quiet. I'll leave it open. Good morning, Sister Jerry. God bless you. How are you today? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I am well. And good morning to everyone that's listening. Everyone. Oh. I'm not, I can't remember my own children's name, but Anthony, he, he's good. He's real good. Yeah. He's remembering everybody. As, as when we go to bed, we say, Lord, please remember me. So he is remembering everyone, and that's a good thing, Sister Barbara. I just wanted to say this week has been a trial for me, a real trial. But our trials come to make us strong. The Lord God has put correction on me, and I had to sit here and think, not for me to feel bad about what I did or what I didn't do. He did it. So as they say, your trials come to make you strong. He did it so I could see that where I'm at is a blessing. How I did what I was able to do after everything I've gone through, that's a blessing, Jerry. So I came to say thank everybody for serving God, even if you're not, if you're just quiet sitting here. We serve a mighty good God. Some things, if God would have put me through it four or five years ago, I probably would have had a nervous breakdown. But this go around, I tell God, thank you. Thank you for showing me my errors. Thank you for showing me what I didn't know. But I didn't make a mistake. What I did was learn. So thank you, Sister Barbara, for being with me every step of the way this week. I mean, you are truly a blessing. Amen. God bless you, Sister Jerry. God bless you. Good morning, Sister Rita. God, all right. Now I thank God bless you, Sister Rita. I thank this brother Jermaine. Let me bring him over. Hey, quick. Good morning, brother Jermaine. God bless you. How are you? Oh, uh, hey. Good morning, Sister Barbara. I I have missed you. I'm so happy to be back on the show. Hear your voice again. Yes, yes. Good to hear yours here today. Can I? I was I was yeah, looking. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm so, yeah, no, I know. I know. Usually, you do, uh, you know, uh, testimonies on Friday, and I had a mighty one. I'm away. I know you're near the end of the show. So I'm well, not organizing no, no, no. everything. No, no. If you're ready for it, let's see if we can get it in here. Because okay. Sometimes right. they let me run a little bit longer. If not, if it ends, then you just come back when you're ready. And if it's if it's Monday, you just come back and give us the full testimony. But I'm gonna shut up and okay, that work. Okay. Well, yeah, um, you know, I've been catching up in the archives, and you know, I've talked with you before, but I um, absolutely, you know, what you was 
preaching this morning really spoke to me and I um going through it. You already know, so I got injured at, at my job back in November and ever since then it, it was like going through a nightmare. And I, I had to uh go through that nightmare just to see that God had my back the whole time. It didn't look like it. When you get when you're in pain it seems like the world is just is just stopped. You know, when you got real pain, and that was the first time in my life I felt real pain. I, I had a herniated disc that was pinched the nerve, and I didn't know it. And I, um, as I got hurt at work, I told I did everything I was supposed to do, and some people didn't do what they were supposed to do. And come to find out, they didn't want to take responsibility because they knew they messed up, and they have to take care of me now. So they've been making me kind of wait and go through the, the whole workers' comp process and just kind of suffering. And it really woke me up to the reality of oh, the only one who has your back is the Lord and God's people. You you can't trust a lot of these jobs. It's just a business. You know, don't matter how many years of service you put in, the minute some of and I'm not speaking for everyone, just the majority of them, the minute they have to come out of the pocket to take care of you, you become the enemy. So I found myself in that category. Um, they really tried to do a, a number on me and make me suffer by not paying me for months at a time. And I come to find out that that's a tactic that they use because they know the insurance companies know you have to take care of your family, take care of bills. And eventually you're going to give in. You're going to go back to work no matter how injured you are just because you need a paycheck. And when you do go back to work, they may not have to pay you as much. So I was going through that, had some emotions that God had to work out in me. But I'm going to tell you, God's people have my back. He sent people that didn't even know the full extent of what I was going through, just walk up and give me $200, $300. People just uh, say, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing good. And, you know, I'm still smiling. God taught me to smile and really appreciate life. So I, I didn't let everybody know just how bad I was going through it. I just had some uh, church family and people saw me kind of hobbling and suffering because I was actually in a wheelchair in November for a little bit. And I I still, it's like, you know what, I I thank you for allowing me to be in this chair just because it shows me a different side of life and shows me how much we, we take for granted just the fact that you can get up and walk, you can get up and talk and you can, you can take yourself to the bathroom. Those are gifts. And we just don't realize that until it's taken away from you. So, you know, I graduated from the wheelchair to the walking cane, and I have brothers and sisters more concerned about me than than uh, people that I've worked for for almost two decades. It, it really touched my heart that it, it let me know God is letting me know he's still there. Even though we already know these things, it's always refreshing because we human and we need some encouragement at times. And uh, just like the sister was just talking, that's why I, I love here, Brother Anthony, as well. He's just, uh, it, it's just a source of enthusiasm in the morning. So bless that, Brother. But, yeah, I, I'm uh, still going through my, my uh, process. I, the money that was owed to me was actually my back wages. Because since I got hurt the way I did on the job, I was told that um, because of the timeline, there was some confusion in when paperwork was submitted and whatnot because I wasn't given everything in, in the proper fashion. I was uh, told that the state would not be giving me any kind of money 
at all. Even though it's money that I owe, it wasn't any kind of a lump sum. It's just my money that I was supposed to have had, and I was told that several times. And I really just was getting frustrated because I, I have a family, you know, and my wife is pregnant again, and my children have to eat. Still had to take them to school, and I started praying, saying, "You know what?" And I thought of Jesus in the morning. I said, "All these testimonies that." that we bear witness to, they wasn't for nothing. And I, I still got the date saved on the phone when I contacted you way back in 2019. But if he did that, then this is nothing. And I told him, say, God, this is nothing for you. I'm the one making this a bigger deal than it is. And I'm the one facing this uh, kind of like Moses facing Egypt. And these people, yeah, it's overwhelming. But when you're on my side, there, there is no such thing as, as – even eyes. It's, it's all God or it's nothing. So I prayed. I said, if you could just please let me reach somebody at the state that can take care of me. I, I'm just giving this one to you. And I kid you not, at the days of calling, that, that day I prayed, I think I got through on the second phone call, which was, you know, that, that was as close to a, a phone miracle as I've experienced. And a, a Latino brother answered the phone and he heard about my story, and he said, well, it looks like you're late on your paperwork. I told him the situation. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to go ahead and reverse everything. I said, you're going to reverse everything? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and reverse everything, and you just get us one document, and we'll make sure you get it was uh, properly yours. And, you know, th- things like that. Just when, when people tell you no and you pray about it, and it's in God's will, there's, there's no such thing. He's the one that has the final answer. You know, he's the one that says yes or no. And uh, sure enough, I was able to get at least a good amount of funds that they owed me so I could help take care of my family. You know, and uh, it just, things like that, they just they just really inspire you to keep you going. I, I had to go through the process of getting an examination from the insurance company because they, you know, their job is to accuse you of lying because there's so much fraud out there. So, I went ahead and um, I was a little bit concerned because I heard a lot of the, these third-party doctors work for the insurance companies. They're, they're not going to mess up their gravy train of saying you're actually injured. You know, they're going to try and sugarcoat it as much as possible because some of those doctors are getting 500 to 1,000 per day to do these exams, and they don't even do their practice anymore. So I met this man, and he, he looked like a used car salesman, and, you know, no disrespect to them, but just it, he looked a little shady, and we talked, and he's uh, looking at me, and I, 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 I could tell this man doesn't believe me. And then he starts talking like we're friends, and I'm like, I'm not falling for this. And he asked if um, I had any depositions coming up. I said, well, yes, actually, I do in a few days. And he said, okay, well, if you tell me, tell them everything you told me, you'll probably be okay. And I got 30 days to submit this report, son, and, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. I can't promise anything, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll probably hear from me in 30 days. It's okay. So I, I went ahead and went through the examination, and then uh, I had to go through a deposition, which is uh, definitely brutal. Depositions are not fun. And I, I was told I did very well. I didn't know what I did. I thought I kind of bombed it, but uh, – my uh, lawyer said, you know, it's funny, while we were doing the deposition, that doctor put in your paperwork already. I said, oh, okay, two days later, I already know it. it's a foregone conclusion. He, he sided with them. And she said, no, actually, he sided with you. said that the, the doctor told the state, he told the insurance company in his professional opinion, my injury was work-related. 
and he recommends I do not go back to work for the time being. So that just, you know, that added some legitimacy to everything that's been going on for many months now. It's been such a long journey, and I can see, looking back, God had his hand at every single moment of my life, even during this time, where it's very, it's been very difficult. But I'll tell you, when you see things like this, even though your funds are low and you, uh, you're kind of concerned about things, you, one thing I had on my heart, God put it in there to give to give because he's the one who's in control of the finances. He's the one who's in control of the funds and he, it's all his anyway. So we sometimes look at our bank account and we can get fooled into a sense of security. Not knowing that money can come and go, but if, if God's the one in charge of your finances, you know, the sky's the limit. So if he puts on your heart to give, yeah, he's going to replace it. However he replaces it. it may not even be money. It may be favor, but, you know, God's there to take care of us at every step of the way, and sometimes we just need a little bit of a reminder. And if possible situations are good, they're nerve-wracking now, they make you anxious, but they're good because you find out God doesn't operate on your timetable. He doesn't operate within your rules. He operates outside of all that. And when you operate outside of all that, it's like playing a video game. You can turn it on and off at any time. It doesn't matter what the rules of the game are. You're still the one with the plug. You're still the one with the on and off switch. So, you know, I just wanted to share that real briefly. I, I've been meaning to get in here for, for many weeks, and, you know, today was a day. God God blessed me to wake up and do it today. So I just wanted to share that with you, Sister Barbara, and let that go out to, to the Jesus in the Morning family. Man. Amen, uh, uh, Brother Jermaine, because you know what? As you was talking, this will come to my mind. If we ask him, he's going to do it. It's going to be some trials in there. If you look at Jesus, he went from courtroom to courtroom. As I look at Jermaine, they said no, this, that, and the other. But we know who had the last word on it. If he says yes and they're saying no, it's going to end up. And you may have to go through some things and he's going to send somebody your way to bless you because he knows the intent of your heart. Yeah. He sent you my way. He sent me your way because he knew certain things you would need and, and, and you believe you might believe a certain way and I believe another. And I'm going to bring that petition before him and I'm going to mean it and he's going to open the door. He's going to make a way. He's going to move for you. Because he sent me. I didn't bring myself. He sent me. And I come to do the will of him that sent me. So you connected here. It couldn't help but get better. And you're not where you're going to end up at. I can tell you that. When I say much better, it's going to get much better. Yeah, and you'll be back to that place. I can't say you'll be rich or nothing. <laughs> but you'll be back to where you was, walking, taking care of your own self. Because he's a healer. He's a provider. He's a healer. He's a lawyer. He's anything we need him to be. And the good part of everything is this. He's always on our side. And the scripture says that if he be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. Yeah. And Sister Dot said, thank you for that powerful uh, testimony, Jermaine. And uh, 
what Brother Lewis said this morning. He said something there. He said, and I love hearing from this brother too, <laughs> Brother Jermaine. God sent me some good, some right people now. He sent me some good people. Oh, he sent me some wonderful people. And I'm so thankful. I, I don't need the crowd. Uh-uh. I don't need the crowd. I just need a faithful to go with me. And we're going somewhere. Now, how we get there, we don't have no control over that. God is in control. Brother Jermaine, where you headed at, you don't have no control over that. But where you're going at, it's a good place. Well, I'm going to put it like this. It's an excellent place. You're surprised. It's a place, financially, where you've never been before. Oops. Yeah. Things falling down upon your children. <laughs> hey, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, if some things had been said and some ways that they had looked at you, but guess what, Brother Jermaine, you're the head and not the care. Still, <laughs> you're above and not the knees. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say it wouldn't form, Brother Jermaine, but guess what? It ain't going to grow no bigger. It ain't going to get out of proportion. It's not going to get so big you can't handle it. Hallelujah. We just got to trust him. Go back to Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 for the next three days, Brother Jermaine, and let's see what God, how he moved quickly, quickly. Somebody said, and suddenly, hallelujah, quickly, he's going to move. Oh, and it's already all right in Jesus' name. Uh, thank you, Lord. Susan Rita, you taught me how to use the emojis <laughs> and got out of hand with them. And, uh, so CR stopped using them so much and I stopped using them. But I used to use them and every now and then I send some stuff out with the emoji. But I kind of uh, calm down these days. Yeah. So Sarita said, God got him and I'll be praying for him and his family. Thank you, Jesus. So glad to hear that he's much better. Yeah. Yeah, well, when we... well let's see if it's going to let me go on a little longer. But when it... uh. We're not hearing from certain ones in a certain period of time. We know that something is going on. And if we don't know, then we pray. But he had called me and talked to him and shared some things. And uh, I know God is faithful. And and, and he had a Jermaine. I'm telling you, he sent him here. God sent him here. And uh, God got him. Yeah. And, and, and nothing that God can't handle. Not saying 60 seconds, but let's see. Don't. It may not go out then, it may go out. But anyway, I'm going to pray right quick just in case it won't to. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we depart this weekend and this holiday, God bless our going out and bless our coming in. Bless our family and our friends. Lord, meet the need today according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. And Lord, those that want to come to Florida during the summer, open a door and make a way in the month of June. In the name of Lord, we want to grill, we want to eat crabs, we just want to have wonderful fellowship. Do it, Lord, for your glory and the uplifting of your name. Open doors and make ways. The earth is yours, the fullness thereof, the world and the And Father, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give something of quality 
God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed weekend and a blessed holiday. And uh, I'm thinking I may not grill. I may not let my brother grill. I might go out and find somebody that's already grilled <laughs> and eat at their house. How about that? Now, I would try to do something because I can taste the grilled chicken, you know, and me some baked beans and things. I can't eat what I used to, but I can't eat something and a big salad. And a big salad. No baked beans, but the chicken, the corn on the cob, and a big salad, and that unsweetened tea. Oh, uh, yeah, southern unsweetened tea, nothing like it. So, look, we're going to our last song of the morning, and uh, after the song, I won't be coming back. But, again, have a blessed weekend and a blessed holiday in Jesus' name. Gloria and I wrote this back in 1963, back when your mom and daddy were just courting, right? Just courting. Yeah.